Podcast, the podcast all about your face for your ears. In GFHQ today, we have total mega babes, Steph, Claire Smith and Laura Henshaw. That's when it kind of really hit me and it started to get really hard and I started to lose a lot of my confidence. Victoria's Secret Angels that I'd looked up to for years yeah. as a young model and I was so excited to meet them. But when I did, we were in a gym and all I could hear was them picking on themselves in the mirror and I was like, what? What do you mean? If we just agree with everything that we said, our business probably wouldn't be where it was because no. we were just trying to be too nice for each other yeah. the whole time. You will have definitely seen these two mega babes pop up on your Instagram feed. With nearly 1.5 million followers between them, these best friends are a force to be reckoned with. After creating a recipe ebook which transformed into a wellness website called Keep It Cleaner, these two amazing ladies have now created a health and lifestyle empire. And if that wasn't impressive enough, these models turned entrepreneurs have now released a book, A Girl's Guide to Kicking Goals, and we're totally obsessed. So, welcome to the podcast, Steph Claire Smith and Laura Henshaw. Thank you. What an introduction. Was, Thank you. Amazing. I didn't know what to do. I yeah, like, oh, like, <laughs> oh, keep going. <laughs> we would love to hear more about your book, of course. How, how did it all come about? Oh, it's very exciting. I suppose my English teacher would be, um, she'd be so confused right now how this has happened. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> um, but no, it's really, really exciting. I think for us, when we did the ebook um, back in the day, four years ago, we kind of imagined having a hard copy one day, but we didn't think it would be the kind of book it is, you know, like a, a goal kind of um, setting and puberty and mm-hmm. everything that's in there. We didn't think it was going to be like that. And I think even when Murdoch first came to us to publish it, it wasn't the plan to make it like that. It was going to be more of a workout and recipes book. But we just had so much to say, so much we wanted to write about because we truly believe that there is so much more to a healthy lifestyle, Um, you know, that happiness is the most important thing in a healthy lifestyle. So with that, there's so many chapters to go over when you're talking to a young girl. Definitely. We started writing the introduction and then we were like, oh, we'll just put it into these chapters, the introduction into chapters. And then the introduction, what we were meant to write as the introduction became, I suppose, the book. (laughs) But it turned out we had a Google Doc over, that was last summer we wrote it. Mm. Um, and we just spent hours in there every day just adding to it. And we we never kind of sat down and said, you're going to write this and you're going to write this. We just had the chapters and just yeah. added to each We could them. see each other adding it live. So yeah. we just knew yeah. what not to touch. <laughs> <laughs> or I'd just mess, I'm just going to change this. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you guys? Um, eight weeks? Yeah, probably about eight weeks of writing. And the then... pressure was the – I feel like the first six weeks were a bit slower and then we had two weeks to go. And it's we like, like with any uni assignment. <laughs> well, that's what I find. I'm so slow. And then in the last day I write all the words. But so I it was think, kind of like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were just so lucky that it happened over that summer break. Yes. You know, we both had some time off work, yeah. had a clear mind, could just kind of talk whatever we were thinking. Um, whereas if we were trying to – this year's been crazy busy. I couldn't even imagine if we tried to write this book later in the year. So I'm happy it happened when it did. <laughs> Well, we're all, all of Girlfriend have been obsessed with your book. We're all been oh, snatching it off each other's desks trying to finish want. it. We want people to share it around. So that's great. Um, yeah, well, for me, my favourite bit is when you guys talk about um, like your body changes. And yeah. that. We get a lot, of, a lot of questions at Girlfriend about, you know, is this normal, like changes happening to my body and Absolutely. all of that. Um, can you tell us more about like the battles that you guys have gone through growing up? Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, I was really lucky as a kid. I never really had any 
body image issues and I was really, really sporty. So I was just kind of like a little lean bean. I didn't really get curves until I was about 19. Um, but when I did start to change, my body started to change was when I also started modeling. So I had a new pressure of what to look like and, um, well, what I thought I had to look like. And, um, so that's when it kind of really hit me and it started to get really hard. And I started to lose a lot of my confidence and really question myself and tried to make myself look like I did when I was still in my kind of childlike body, which I realize now is silly to even try and get back to that. Um, but for, yeah, I mean, we've both been through different journeys. Definitely. And mine was probably more fueled by social media and mm. the pressures that it put on, on me. And I was 19, so that was six years ago. And mm. what is so scary now is that girls on social media are not 19. Like, everyone's starting at, like, 12 or 13. Mm. And yeah. it's the when I was 19, I thought I was quite a mature person, but I couldn't – I'd studied biology. I knew about genetics. I knew that our body changed. But when you get on Instagram, you forget everything that you've learned at school and all of a sudden you just want to look like images in front of you. And the truth is that most of these images are edited. And I think we know that in a lot of magazines there's Photoshop, of course, but I don't think there's a lot of education on the fact that actually a lot of the images on social media are edited as well. Mm. And so to aspire to look like an edited image that mm. the person person doesn't even look like is absolutely crazy and it just so that's kind of where we why we wanted to make sure we spoke so much about social media as well yeah. um because it can put so much pressure on you it's just the pressure on the lifestyle as well like a lot of those girls even if they're not fully editing their photos it's their full-time job to either look the way they do or to have those kind of posts mm. going up so they've got all the time in the world to have like a two-hour session at the gym and then go to the sauna and all that sort of stuff we when we wouldn't want that pressure to be on young girls who are on things like instagram these days you know back in high school the way I kept fit was I was pretty active during lunch and recess and I loved team sports and I also walked to and from school I didn't go to the gym at all um Mm. so I think it's for us we just want to make sure that these girls don't feel like they have to eat a certain way at that age or that they have to work out a certain way to try and look like anyone else but themselves you know yeah How, how did you guys sort of um combat those pressures on social media surrounded ourselves with good people like each other (laughs) no just I was really lucky to have Laura um really really supportive and it's just people like that that kind of remind you um and stay keep you grounded and everything take you out of the industry a bit or take you away from social media and remind you of things that are more important I suppose um but it was also just I when I was modeling overseas I met some girls who I'd looked up to Victoria's Secret Angels that I'd looked up to for years as a young model um and I was so excited to meet them but when I did we were in a gym and all I could hear was them picking on themselves in the mirror and I was like what what do you mean like these people I thought in my mind were perfect looking back then um and they were so insecure so I think that's when it hit me that like not everyone thinks that they look perfect or not everyone is 100% happy with themselves um and that like a journey to love yourself is is that it's a journey and it's not that there's like an end an ending to it you're not gonna wake up every single morning and think you're a 10 out of 10 um but it's about kind of ignoring those insecurities and thinking more so on the positive side of yourself, you know, giving yourself more um, compliments more often rather than negative comments. Um, We always say, like, treat your body like it's your best friend or your sister. You know, you you compliment them all the time. Um, Try and bring yourself up like you would them. Um, 
and yeah and like you love them for more reasons than what they look like so do the same for yourself like appreciate yourself for more than the physical as well definitely and then also with social media um what we always say what we said in the book is to unfollow people that don't inspire you for the right reasons so anyone that doesn't make you feel good about yourselves Mm. um to unfollow them because you're in control of your social media and i think sometimes we forget that we do have that control we're not forced to follow anyone so you know if you want to be a doctor when you grow up or a lawyer or um you want to change the world whatever you want to do follow people that inspire you to do that so kind of take control of your social media Mm. um, and make it what a a positive place for you yeah well you know these days all over social media there's keyboard warriors you can't (laughs) sort of escape them Mm -hmm. have you guys sort of battled these trolls online yeah absolutely I mean that comes with it um we've both put ourselves out there and our profiles aren't on private that's one thing that we Mm. do a lot of school talks and the first thing we Mm. say is like keep it on private um the only reason we've gone to public is obviously for our jobs um but it is one of those things it comes with it and I think what we what I kind of try and remind myself is to not ignore you know the hundreds of beautiful messages where people are trying to really bring me up and make me feel good and then just focus on one nasty negative one um also, these people don't know you. Um, majority of trolls are just randoms. Mm. They might be overseas. They have no idea who you are or what you do. Um, and there will always be someone who has something to say. You know, even if you're posting about a charity, there'll be someone that finds a negative. So it's just about ignoring it, really, and, and knowing, like, what you're doing is, is fine and believing in yourself and everything like that. And, and then yeah. everything, controlling what you send as well. I think mm. sometimes, especially with social media, we send things online and you don't think about the consequences because mm. you don't see them. But I think what, what we say when we go to schools as well is when you are sending something <coughs> sorry, online, mm. um, when you're sending something online, think about how it's going to make that person feel and mm. what will the consequences of those actions be. And most of the time, if you know it's going to make someone cry for three days straight, you would never send it. Mm. But I think sometimes we don't think about what we send because it's just so easy just to press send Mm. Um, so really think about how that's going to make someone feel and if you want to be responsible for hurting them which I hope that no one does Mm. yeah Yeah. that's such a beautiful piece of advice (laughs) (laughs) Um, both of you girls have made incredible success from all of your social media pages what sort of advice would you give to girls looking up to you you know wanting to kickstart their own business Mm. I mean we're really lucky they're in a time where social media is is booming and I say if you are If you're a social media, um, sorry, if you're a startup business, um, I I believe there's a space on social media for you for sure. It's just such a great tool to get out there instantly to so many people. But our first tip is to just make sure that you you keep that, you know, uniqueness, that that thing that makes you you or your business you. Try and stick to that. Don't try and mimic anyone else's pages because I suppose, like, why would someone follow you if they could just follow that original page? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you've got to have that difference. And you also never want it to feel like too much work or anything. You've got to enjoy posting, otherwise you just won't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're not going to do it, if you're not really going to enjoy it, try and find someone that's going to do it for you. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, just be real and be yeah. authentic. And especially these days for businesses, when we started we were really lucky. You mm-hmm. could still grow your page really it's organically and, and easily. It is a lot harder now. But just make sure you're offering value to people. Mm-hmm. So if someone's going to follow you, they they will only follow you if you're going to offer some value to them. So make sure there's a reason for them to come back to your page and whatever your business is, just make sure you're offering them value. Like we've had a friend um, who has a business at the moment and it's like he's got a few like keep cups or or drink bottles and all sorts of 
sustainable bamboo stuff. Um, and when he asked for tips, said exactly that. And I was like, you know, maybe put up some tea recipes that girls can – or, like, different fruit juice blenders that they can do in the drink bottle. Mm-hmm. Something adding to that. Like, you know, they're following you not just to see your pretty pictures and, and what you have to offer, but, like – an actual recipe or like useful things definitely and we offer a lot of free content mm. so important to offer free content because for people to want to pay for the content they have to see value Taste in the stuff. free content first <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um now you guys work together across so many different things mm-hmm. how is it working with your bestie you know sort of 24 7 Literally, it is twenty four seven. It's awesome. It's I think great. it's um. We're really lucky to have the friendship that we do. I think we've become more like sisters now than mm. anything. Um, but we are really lucky. Like I've never had a friendship like this with anyone, so it is very special. But it's Aww. it's really cool to have um someone who, especially in business, who you respect so much. And so for me, like with Keep It Cleaner, I want it to do so well because I love Keep It Cleaner. But then I also want the best for Seth, which is keep a cleaner. So you just want to work harder. I think that's yeah. the really like a big drive. Yeah, and we both just have the same goal in the end for the business. So it's it's not to say we agree on everything because we yeah. definitely don't, and we both have our strengths and weaknesses. And I just think I think that's why it's worked so well because we just work together really, really well. And as Laura said, with the whole sister thing, it's like you respect each other enough to be honest and like truthful, but then at the same time to respect each other's opinions on things and just work through everything. Yeah, so you guys do have some little arguments every now and again. Do you I have some disagreements? Arguments. They just kind of like, really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It's usually it's on like, WhatsApp. Okay, yeah, we'll like, change it. Uh, okay, righto. Um, and then it's over. Like, That's good because yeah. that way everything gets – everything is the best. Because if we just agree with everything that we said, our business probably wouldn't be where it was because no. we were just trying to be too nice to each other yeah. the whole time. So yeah. obviously one of us says something and the other one's like, it's probably not the best thing for the business. Particularly <laughs> now that we have a team. Like yes. it's not just us. We're working with a bunch of other people. It's it's actually a lot more helpful now. Because Definitely. if there is ever a time where we really can't make a decision and we don't know which way to sway, we'll just get the team to kind of decide for us. Um, and they, we know that they have the best interests of the business so yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you guys were talking before about um sort of comparing yourself to mm. you know these instagram stars and all of that stuff do you do you have any advice for um younger girls that might be doing that mm. i mean again as laura said remember that genetically you're so different and your lifestyle is so different to theirs so you're never going to look the same um even if you literally followed their exact diet and their exact exercise routine you're not going to look like them so it's kind of a lose-lose when you try and have a physical Mm. goal like that we always say also um when it comes to physical goals we totally understand why people have them and um if it works for people then awesome that's great um but we found in ourselves that when we had different goals like more so searching for like a healthy balance where we're just happy and enjoying life and not feeling that stress Mm. or, um, you know, running a certain distance or doing a certain time, lifting a certain weight. Those kind of goals um, we found a lot more motivating and kept us a lot happier and they're a lot more sustainable when it comes to reaching goals like that. Whereas whenever we had a physical goal, we've noticed that when you kind of get to it, whether it's a weight or whatever, there's more you want to change. Like Mm. you get to it and it's happiness isn't there. Yeah. So, yeah. Just, just try not to compare yourself to others and just try and be the best version of yourself. And we do that by living healthily. And that doesn't mean being strict and exercising eight, eight nine, ten times a week or anything like that. It's just finding time to um, exercise when you can and, and eat well when you can and, yeah, do whatever makes you happy. 
Yeah, mm. I think it's good to have some sort of personal PBs to tick Absolutely. off and mm. keep you motivated. It's also like a thing. Everyone has a different healthy weight range, you know. Yeah. Like not everyone doesn't. Even Definitely. if you're the same height as someone else, it doesn't mean that you should weigh the same as they should. Okay. Um, so whenever you're eating a balanced, healthy life and you're you're exercising, whatever your weight range is in that kind of time, that's probably where you're supposed to sit. If you have to try too hard to change that um, dramatically, if you're already a really healthy person and you kind of want to change that, you're kind of going into that bracket of slightly might be unhealthy soon. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> um, both being models, mm. um, you must have grown up with some sort of beauty role model in mind. Do you guys have any? You can go first. I, I saw your nose crunch out. <laughs> <laughs> um, not really. Yeah. I, don't I think know. it was a bit who, different. Who do I usually say? See, but you, you look up to because because Laura kind of was asked to model and she got into it as kind of, oh, that, that'd that be great money on the side of when she was studying, whereas mm. I always dreamed of it. So I suppose you always looked up to other people because you, you weren't always dreaming of becoming mm. a model. Mm. So you were – because you, you kind of talk about, like, Carly Kloss being one of the models yes. you look up to because she does so much more than just modelling and she's so intelligent yeah, she's done so much. Um, <laughs> I'll just answer it for you. Um, but I've I, – like, I did a bit of modelling when I was a kid. I just always loved being in front of the camera and was always obsessed with the idea of either doing that or acting um, – I was a tension seeker, I suppose, as a kid, so I just <laughs> loved it. And then I stopped during high school, just did school, did a few things with some friends for, like, studio arts projects, and then it was right after school. That's when I was like, okay, I'm going to give it a go. It's going to be now because I had no idea what I wanted to study. I had too many ideas, um, and I thought I'd just do it as a gap year. Um, but then it worked out really well, so it's great. But I looked up to pretty much every Victoria's Secret angel. Um, <laughs> um, but, yeah, I can't really think. Or maybe Candice. Candice mm. is probably one of my favourites. I just think she's gorgeous. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I was just the, the typical girl who just, like, wanted to always be a model kind of thing. So anyone and everyone that was killing it, that's who I was looking up to. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, we all have those crappy days when mm. we wake up and we're just not feeling it mm-hmm. do you girls have any sort of beauty secrets that wake you up from that yeah what about that thing that we get people to do that's cool yes mm. that's a good one mm. do you want to say it okay <laughs> <laughs> well you should say it. this is actually something laura kind of got me on too yeah. um but as i said before we try and encourage girls to compliment themselves more than put themselves down um and when you start with this simple exercise, it gets easier over time. Now, it feels really awkward at first, and it is in our book, um, but we get girls to write down three things physically that they love about themselves and then three things um, non-physical that they love about themselves. And whenever we get the girls to do it at schools, there's this really awkward, like, oh, God, we have to do this. Like, this is so awkward. <laughs> but we kind of say it's it's really sad that it, it's so hard to mm. compliment yourself and yet you could easily tell each other, like, what you don't like about yourself. Yeah. Um, which is totally normal and natural, but we're trying to change that. So um, once you do it the first time, we generally try and get the girls to keep the piece of paper or or the book, um, whether it's by their bedside table, in their knickers drawer, on their mirror, wherever it is that's going to remind themselves enough until it's kind of stuck in their brain. Obviously, we don't need them (laughs) stuck everywhere anymore, but um, it's just nice because I've found that those days when I do walk in 
and look at myself in the mirror and I want to put myself down or I'm feeling bad or whatever, I'll kind of remind myself of those things and feel a bit better and, yeah, not focus on the negative so much. Definitely. Um, and then maybe even trying to do a workout. I know mm-hmm. sometimes when you wake up and you're having a down day, it's the last thing you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I've ever had a day where I've started as a bad day and I've done a workout and the workout hasn't made me feel, be- mm-hmm. yeah. feel better. So it doesn't mean you have to go and do a 20K run or spend two hours <laughs> in the yourself. gym. <laughs> Just go outside, get some fresh air, make something healthy for yourself for breakfast or go treat yourself mm. to go out for breakfast and just do something for you because usually well, for me when I do have those bad days it's probably when I'm overstressed and mm. I forgot to focus on like how lucky I am to have my life and I think just focus on things that you're grateful for everyone has something to be grateful for in their life so focus on that mm. move your body catch up with some girlfriends mm. my favorite thing to do is actually have a popcorn night movie night with yeah. Steph <laughs> amazing watch Disney movies <laughs> <laughs> Best friend dreams. Right <laughs> we love popcorn a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about beauty products? Because I know mm. myself, I'm kind of a holy grail person. Mm. I have a few of my favourites in my drawer. Alana, mm. on the other hand, has, you know, rooms and rooms stocked of every product under the sun. Mm. What, what are you guys like? I, I mean, I've got a, we're obviously really lucky to be in the position yeah. that we're in. A lot of brands um, like to send us stuff which I'm not going to deny. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> so gen- I kind of do have a, a lot of stuff at home, but I also have my bag full of like my favourites, my go-tos. They go everywhere with me if I need to do my makeup. Um, but yeah, I suppose a little bit of makeup can always make you feel better. And it's not about like covering yourself up or feeling like you need to have makeup to feel beautiful. As Laura said, a lot of the time we feel really great when we're fresh in our own skin and makeup free that's awesome but I also know it can feel nice sometimes to put a pretty dress on or Mm. like you know whatever your favorite clothes are and um put that mascara on (laughs) and we both love one product we do love is the Clinique yeah moisture surge moisturizer that's a really good one it's the best that's probably one product I have used for a very very long time yeah yeah you both talk um a lot about how it is important to shine inside and outside. Is there any sort of advice you can give to girls to help their confidence sort of shine through? Yeah. I think the exercise that Steph yeah. spoke about before is such a good one um, because I feel like, as Steph said, it's, it's natural to put yourself down. So mm-hmm. if you practice bringing yourself up, then soon you won't have to practice anymore and it'll come naturally to you. So mm-hmm. focusing, as I've said, on, on the three things that it's not about what you look like, it's about you know how you make people feel, like yeah. you be a really positive person, a really giving person or kind person and focusing on that mm-hmm. and knowing that you are so much more than what you look like. It's not you can. It doesn't matter what you look like you know you can focus oh, on your career through all the time for sure. focus I think what helps me as well is focusing on the things that you can control and that's why I struggled with modeling a bit because you can't control much you can get as fit as you want you know get nice makeup products put them on but if you're not very good at it, it doesn't really help anyway <laughs> um, and you know deprive yourself of food um, to get to a certain body type but then you still don't it's have control because it's up to the client so I think what I try to focus is on focus on is things that I can control you know eating well um, if you've got a working speech. hard yeah exactly practicing being as prepared as I can for everything and focusing on the things like for me is you know I look I want to do this in my career and I'll focus on that and that's something that I can control and I know that I can get there so instead of focusing on things that you can't change focus on things that you can and I think it's it's true like you can literally fake confidence until you make it like the whole fake it till you make it thing is not just a saying it totally works um 
I think even when I was in that downtime where I wasn't feeling confident, the people that know me really well, they remembered me as such a confident person. And even now when I've talked about my struggles and a lot of my friends who I never opened up to, they were like, oh my God, I didn't even, didn't even realise that, that you were going through that because I kind of just brought back that confidence out on the outside and I was like, I'm confident, I'm confident. And then I eventually got it back um, because, it, I mean, it was a part of who I am, but it, it was hard to get back. But I think that whole faking it to you make it kind of worked Definitely. for me in that and sense. believing in yourself. Mm. I don't think you can't expect others to believe in you if, if you don't. And it can yeah. be really hard. But, you know, you walk into a job interview and if you don't believe you can get the job, it's really hard for the person hiring yeah. you to believe that. But if you walk in there and you say, I'm prepared, I've yep. done all that I can, yep. I'm good enough for this job, yep. these are my traits, I can do this. Yep that's your confidence and yeah confidence is probably the most beautiful trait that you can have absolutely yeah um well i personally am a sucker for a a good cookbook and i've already put a few tabs um at the back of your book for some recipes that i want to try out do you guys have any favorites or any treats that you guys might sneak under apart from popcorn (laughs) chocolate chip cookies i think they are the best yeah and the radical rocky road on our program is that in our book? I think it's in the book too. Mm-hmm. I remember if we ended up putting it here. in. Um, but yeah, the chocolate chip cookie and the radical Rocky Road are probably our go-tos and they're also probably the most popular out of all they're the They're in here. They're in the book. <laughs> they're both in there. <laughs> or is it just the cookies that are in there? No, it's in here. Oh, there perfect. There you go. They're both in the book. <laughs> so oh, good. I know I was so excited to get the book because I was one of the early adopters of the Kick program. So I've been oh, like signed you. up since the beginning. Oh, I was like God. printing out my recipes oh. and being like, Mom, this is what we're doing for dinner tonight. Perfect. Like, I'm ready. But now I've got the book. I'm like, I don't even need to print anything. Oh, it's all here. Yeah. I can bookmark it. <laughs> Love that. Um, so our last question of today mm. is if you could give your 16-year-old self advice, what would you say to her? I'll read the book. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, I would say not to try and grow up too quickly. I think um, I was such a child for such a long time and I still find myself quite childish, but then there was another side of me that just really wanted to grow up and be older and be a woman and um, do things that I thought women's did and everything like that, and I think I rushed it a little bit. So um, just enjoy you know, school and everything. I know a lot of people think it's the worst and they just want to leave and they hate it or whatever. Um, But when you leave school, I think you really appreciate um, how cool it was at times. It can be so, so so tough and obviously it's different for everyone. But for me, it's just like, yeah, enjoy that time, enjoy that childhood and um, don't stress too much or try and be anything but yourself. That's a good one. Mm. And I would probably say that to not underestimate the power of hard work. Mm. I think going through high school, um, especially with getting into my course, I never, I was never good at English and I had to work so – wait, can I say bloody? Is that, yeah. a, is that a swear word? <laughs> <laughs> I can spell it. Mm. <laughs> so damn hard uh, to get into my course and I did it and I, nev- I didn't think that I could because I wasn't naturally good at English. Mm. And I think there's so many things that we don't do because we're not naturally good at it. But I think something that – and it was even with sport. I, I, you know, I can't be good at running because I'm not naturally born with it like my parents are. And I think remembering that um, – what is this, there's a saying, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. I think that's something that I have lived by and it's really important to remember that if you really want to do something, if you work hard enough to get there, that you can do it and to not let anything or any doubts, any self-doubt kind of hold you back from that. Hmm. So as we do, we're going to do our quick five fire questions. Alana, take it away. So if you could only use one beauty product each for the rest of your life, what would it be? Waterproof mascara. Moisturizer. Oh, that's probably better. What am I doing? You can about? have a dry face forever, <laughs> oh but you'll gosh. have good lashes. Don't worry about it. 
Um, what word would you use to describe your beauty routines? Basic. I was going to say that. I'll go simple. <laughs> <laughs> what was your biggest beauty fail ever? Oh, God, I made a homemade mask with my girlfriends in high school and I ended up having a full allergic reaction when my face, like, fully swelled up. It was really bad. My eyes were shut and everything. <laughs> I dyed half my hair pink myself. <laughs> what is the one beauty trend you've never understood or mastered? Serious contour highlighting, you know, drawing on your face and like then the blending. Full, yeah, yeah, like the full Kim Kardashian. I just can't. I tried once. It didn't work. I looked like the before photo, before yeah, you right. blend. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't quite get there. I've, um, I've never been able to do a good black smoky eye. I just look like I've been punched in the face. You should let me try. Oh, no, <laughs> thank Except you. <laughs> and when do you feel you're most beautiful? Um, when I am with my partner, Josh. Mm. Me too, but not with Josh. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> and probably with no makeup, to yeah. be honest. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming in today, guys. Thank you. Thank you for having us. As we do each episode, we'll be bringing you our beauty fails and, of course, our holy grails. So, Alana, jump straight into it. What is your holy grail this week? Beloved product of the week is my Clarisonic. Mine's a little bit older. Mm-hmm. It's a pricey item. They go for about two to $300. I know that's a big old hit to the wallet, but it is totally worth it, 100% worth every dollar I spent. You can get them at Sephora or Mecca. And my saying is I'd rather invest in a good skincare system because it's easy to have a good makeup day when you're having a good skin day. But as an oily skin gal, I feel like none of my products ever go like deep enough. It's like a semi-exfoliator. You can change out the heads if you want just like a gentle wash or like a real intense scrub. And it really gets a good foam on your face wash. Well, my holy grail of the week is actually super similar to getting deep into your pores because I love that so much. I'm absolutely obsessed with Nivea's, I think they're the one minute mask. Oh, yeah, yeah. So good. So I have three of them at the moment. The moisturize one is incredible. You don't even have to wash it off. So jump in the shower, wash your face. You put it on like quite a thick layer and literally your skin just... Sucks it all in. Um, they were about 10 bucks each. You can pretty much get them from Priceline or Target or Big W or anywhere. And I cannot recommend them enough. They actually work in a minute? A minute. A I dream. love them. And your star rating, Alana? It's like a solid five out of five. I'd give it a 10 out of five if I could. And what's yours for the masks? Well, I mean, I'm going to go a four out of five. I think they can improve. And Jackie Jackie, fail of the week. It was me this week, guys. I will put my hand up. I am a nail picker. It is one of my worst qualities. Chuck me in any stressful situation and I will pick out my nails. Do you know the meme where there's a rather large guy and he has that tiny little bit of skin on the side of his nail <laughs> and he rips it and then he ends up skinless? Oh, yes, I know That's the one. That's me pretty much every third day. <laughs> so that happened. That's why you need a but mask. But I bought some of that Revita Nail strengthening stuff and I was determined I'm going to have beautiful nails. Hadn't touched my nails. But I was getting a little bit obsessed with them, so I was tapping them a lot, and Uh. one of them split. (gasps) And instantly flashback to what I used to do, well, you rip one off, the others have to be the same length, so they all have to go off. But I didn't. I was strong, and I started Googling how to fix this problem. And I came across one of those, you know, quick five-minute beauty hacks So I went to the kitchen, I was in GFHQ, mind you, and I got a tea bag and I cut up the tea bag, tea's all over my desk, but that's not important, and I got the like one little, I don't know, square of the tea bag, chucked it on my nail, 
put on a coat of my Revitanail strengthening serum, um, waited for that to dry, did another coat, did another coat. I think I probably overdid it with my coats, but the more product. <laughs> so it's the a merrier. concrete nail at this stage. Concrete nail. <laughs> and it stuck. It was incredible. I did not pick at it. I felt like a strong, beautiful woman with, with your long, tabby, tabby nails. It was incredible. So I fixed my beauty fail. I would like a crown, please. You are your own hero. Thank you. I know. <laughs> That's all we have time for today, girlfriends. But please make sure you subscribe to the podcast so we can drop into your ear holes every single week. Please rate and review the podcast. It means we can get into more ear holes each and every week. And you can also find us on Instagram at beautybosspodcast. And make sure you tell us what you want to hear more of on this podcast and who you want to hear it from. And next episode, we'll be bringing you more awesome interviews with another one of our favourite beauty girl bosses. So make sure you tune in. But until then, don't overpack your eyebrows. Bye. Bye.